So welcome back everyone to another episode of Pats Uncovered. I think we're up to episode eight now, which is very exciting altogether. And I've got yet again another fabulous guest in my eyes. I've got Susan Pan joining me today and I'm super excited that she's jumped on to chat to me. Hey everyone. Do you want to introduce yourself really quickly and just to let everyone know what you, who, who you are, what you're doing? Okay, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. Um, so I'm Susan. I am a graduate software engineer um, and my background was in health before that. So I came from pharmacy. Yeah. And this is exactly where I think I don't even remember how... Was it LinkedIn? I feel like we just randomly chatted on LinkedIn. Was that how we Yeah, kind of I think so. I remember sending you like a huge essay because you were like, oh, <laughs> like, what's your background? And I was just like... <laughs> yeah but I mean that's literally how I've like met so many different people and I've talked about that a bunch on the episodes before where it's just like the randomest coincidences of meeting people and it works out really well so I'm like I'm grateful and then when you mentioned that you're like yeah I did pharmacy and then I just decided not to and I'm like oh my god hello new guest this is great yeah (laughs) and it worked out really well so I mean and you're currently at Octopus Deploy I think yeah How's like how long you've been there? How's that going? It's been like almost three months now. Um, oh my god, time's flying. Yeah, but it's very, it's like a really big change from what I'm used to. But at the same time, it's like a really good challenge, and I'm really enjoying myself because everyone there is like super nice. They always like jump in to help me as well, and also they're really patient. So like when I have something that I need to ask, they just like walk me through it and kind of guide me through it so yeah it's been really good right so let's go back into kind of college times which is usually where we run our podcast here so back towards kind of high school college what were the decisions what made you choose pharmacy what happened okay all right so I'll start off with high school I think like a lot of people in high school I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do so I knew that I liked um like I did all the science and the maths but I didn't really know what I wanted to do because the main ones were like doctor or like dentistry (laughs) or like engineering but at the time I didn't really know what engineers did because I didn't have much um many people in my life that were engineers so um my family were all working in healthcare Um, My sister did pharmacy and my mom was also a pharmacist back in China. So it was kind of like, oh, I guess like this is all I know. And I think I would be good at it because my family is in it as well. Um, And like our dinner table conversations (laughs) were like always about, you know, health or like pharmacy or whatever. So it was kind of straightforward to me at the time. But then I guess during uni, I kind of felt, as I went on, I was like, oh, I don't really think that I am going to do this for a long time or that I'm going to particularly enjoy it. Um, Because I guess at the time I thought mostly either you could go into community, which is like working chemist warehouse, or you could go into work at a hospital. and I wasn't very interested in working in hospital either. So I was like, oh, I don't know if there's much for me here. Um, so, yeah. So it's really interesting that you mentioned the whole, um, it is kind of what you're surrounded by. Like, and it was yeah. kind of the same for me. Like, my dad was an engineer and mom was a nurse. Yeah. And I, I still, to this day, don't actually understand what engineers do. Like, I've got cousins <laughs> who are engineers. And I'm like, 
oh what does this mean yeah. this makes no sense to me um and then mum was a nurse so I was like oh, I can be a doctor like I'm gonna be a doctor yeah. I literally fully thought that at one stage of my life and I was like yes this sounds great yeah no <laughs> I'm so glad that never <laughs> happened but that's okay so you ended up doing pharmacy and you're in college doing so you've grown up in Melbourne right you're based in Melbourne Brisbane Brisbane yeah. how did I who am I confusing you? Okay, never mind. Okay. Take that one no, back. but I did. <laughs> I did go to a lot of the. I went to the um, women who code Melbourne because it was like during lockdown, and I was like, oh, I guess like I can just like zoom and come in. So I think that's yeah. Probably okay, no, why. that makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like fully questioning myself for a second. I was like, oh dear God, I've lost my mind. But thank you for making sure I haven't. But okay, cool. So you've. So you're in high school, you've decided you're going to do pharmacy just because of that's what you're exposed to and that's what everyone around you is kind mm. of doing. So you've joined in and you're in the degree and you said, how, how was that experience then? Like, what was the actual college degree itself like? Um, well, in the beginning, it was quite good because I guess in pharmacy, you kind of have your set courses that you have to take. So everyone's sort of in the same boat and everyone kind of knows each other. You all like advance at the same time if that makes sense um yep and then also in the beginning it was more like general stuff like general science and pharmacology and that kind of thing which I still enjoyed um but then as it went on we did like more placements and more like clinical stuff and I was losing a lot of my motivation and I think that was like a bit scary because I was like oh I'm usually like pretty good in school um, and I usually can study when I want to, but I guess I didn't, I started like procrastinating a lot and I was like, oh, I wonder why I'm starting to do this. And I didn't really know why. So I kind of like dug in deeper and I was like, um, you know, when you're like, oh, you need to find yourself. <laughs> so I, I was like asking myself all these questions, like why am I cr- procrastinating so much when I know that this is due? Um, and it turns out that like, I kind of didn't have a purpose or like a reason why I was doing it. Cause I couldn't see myself having like a really long career in it. Um, so that's when I started to, you know, try and see if I could find something that I was really interested in. And that, I'm, there's like a bunch of things that have popped up in there and it's really cool and it's really really good to hear that because so many people and I mean I was definitely one of them where yeah. in college I'm like I don't think this is actually what I want to do yeah. but at the same time I'm like ah but I've already done three years I'm gonna yeah. finish this out yeah like, oh, I'm already so far in I I've got to do you. this yeah um, and it just becomes a thing but I'm like for you to take that step of stepping back and being like actually why am I being like this like am I actually not enjoying like what's going on mm. I mean not a lot of people would have done that and I'm like fair play well done. yeah <laughs> absolutely great <laughs> you are far more advanced than I ever will be at this stage even just to do that yeah but in saying that <laughs> I still went back and I was like as you said I was like oh I've already done three years so I'll just finish it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there is a certain level of that too, right? I mean, I think it's completely fair to do that. I'm like, well, I'm almost there. I might as well finish this one thing and then see mm. what I'm kind of at and stuff. Yeah. So when was that happening? Was that second or third year kind of a time where that started happening? It was like early on or halfway through the degree? Um, It was probably like third year. Yeah, third year. 
Um, I actually almost changed into engineering, but then, um, as I said before, I was like, oh, I may as well finish this degree and then I can pick something else afterwards. Um, so yeah, I like almost, almost got there, but I guess that wasn't the right thing to do at the time. So then, yeah, I just finished it and then I completed my intern year. And then after that, I think I was a bit like, oh, nah. <laughs> I could <laughs> just like, hear it, they're like, I am done with this. <laughs> yeah, I just like have a lot of respect for like all of my pharmacist friends who are doing it and like are loving it. I had roommates, um, I had like three. Yeah, oh my <gasps> God, I had three roommates in second year who were all pharmacists. Really? Um, and that I just, I mean, I bow down to those people. I really yeah. do. Like, the amount of effort and work it takes to actually like they oh, I just I couldn't like they'd be up and awake and working by like 8am yeah. and I'm like still in bed like dumb. I'm like oh maybe I'll wake up today like as in they were just so dedicated it's just so much work and I don't think people appreciate it as much as they really should especially comparing it to like medicine and things like that I'm like yeah, pharmacy sure. is so much worse in terms of like the workload and stuff it's wild yeah no sure. one takes that into account and it's sad yeah I'm like no well done for finishing that degree <laughs> I, I understand that that is it's not easy and you've done you did a good job finishing it out yeah but okay so you've graduated and you've done the intern year what was next like I mean I'm assuming the next step usually for pharmacists is to start working wherever whether whether that's in kind of shops or med like hospitals and wherever yeah there's like a oh what do you call it? like a registration exam while you're doing your intern year and then after that you yeah you become a pharmacist and you work or to hospital, do whatever you want to do. So what were you doing then? So did you register? Did you kind of had decided at that stage that it wasn't going to be for you? Yeah, I didn't end up registering. And then in that year after, so like after finishing my intern year and before starting at my current job, I just like took the time. Oh, I was during lockdown, so I think a lot of people are the same. But like took the time yeah. to just like, you know, try out a lot of things and I just happened to come across like I think Harvard was releasing a lot of their courses online for free. So I did the like CS fifty intro to computer science or something. And then I was just like obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it took. Yeah, like literally, I don't know. The guy is like such a good lecturer and also the challenges, they had like weekly challenges that you had to do. Um, and they were like super hard for me, but for some reason I just like couldn't get enough. I was like, this is so hard, but I'll just like take a step back and then I'll try it again. And then when I actually figured it out, I was like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> It's like that rush of like, and like, oh my god, I solved it. Yeah. Yes, next one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just suffer for another day of like misery, and then have that one little bit of happiness yeah. at the end. <laughs> the two seconds. Of like, oh, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so what actually? So I mean, how? So obviously, like, you're in lockdown, which is all oh god, memories and flashbacks mm. of PTSD mm-hmm. in there. But it's lockdown stuff. So what was the spin of like? I mean, there's a hundred different things you could have chosen. So what was specifically got you into say computer science? Like, was there somewhere you'd seen it like or was it just a case that you kind of fell across it and you're like yeah might as well try it yeah I think the second like I fell across it and then um I guess 
I always liked problem solving um, and also it was like a because I didn't know what software engineers were before but then I figured out that you could kind of get into like do computer science and then become a engineer which is kind of what I wanted to do back in like the third year of uni so I was like oh if I can become an engineer then yeah it's a pretty good deal and it would be something <laughs> it's a pretty good yeah deal. it's like kind of aligned to what I had wanted to like wanted in the beginning yeah. without having to you know do like a, a bachelor's of engineering which would be another five years yeah. five back years in after having spent four or five years already that oh my god no I couldn't do it yeah. <laughs> fair play for you to consider yeah. it but I'm like oh god I could not do that now <laughs> um okay cool so during lockdown you've done CS50 50 150 the intro yeah I can't remember intro, exactly what the code was but the Harvard intro course and um, you found it really interesting and you're doing all these um problems and learning uh, coding and stuff what happened next was it just a case if you just kind of kept doing different courses um or did you get yourself into boot camps like where did that kind of lead into yeah so after I finished that one I was like um exploring the options so it was like you could either teach yourself or go to boot camp or do like a computer science degree and I think personally for me I was like I don't have enough self-discipline to learn it myself so it would be good to have some guidance um but also the computer science was another four years and I wasn't like a hundred percent sure that it was actually what I wanted to do so I decided to go for a boot camp because it's kind of short and it kind of gives you enough to then go and learn by yourself um and also because it's not very long you can kind of get like dip your feet in and then if it doesn't turn out to be what you want it to be then you know you can try something else so yeah and I think people don't appreciate boot camps for kind of exactly what they offer because it's just the ideal amount of like time and learning and mm. info that they give you to figure out like oh this is a career it's just such a perfect like is this is this right no yes, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like such an ideal way of doing that yeah and I think that's what's what's really good about it is that you can go and if you don't like it, it's like it was only like a couple of months. Um, and you also still have the, like you'd have skills after you've learnt it. So whatever you decide to do after, you can, you know, keep going by yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. Cross-leveraging skills, all about that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. It makes so much sense. And not, again, not enough people like, like use that kind of thing where like, they'll do so many things and then they'll never talk about it. I'm like, but you did so many cool oh, things. Yeah. Tell me more. Like, this is <laughs> so cool. Gosh, yeah. um, in the boot camp, how did you find that? Like, was that... So you kind of went into it thinking you needed kind of a bit of guidance and you wanted that kind of structured and kind of learning. Like, did you find that or was that kind of not the right place? Um, yeah, I found... It kind of gave me, like, everything that I went in for. So the one I went to is called The Wagon, it's one that's a bit shorter, so it's about, I think I was there for maybe three months. Um, and it was like pair programming every day with like lectures. And then also they gave you like a bit of homework as well. So like flashcards and that kind of thing. Um, and the thing that I did really well is um, it kind of gave you the foundations and then also taught you how to 
learn yourself so it's so they taught you like where to go how to read errors and that kind of thing so that once you finish um you still kind of have to study yourself a lot so it makes it a lot easier for you to teach yourself I guess that's really really important skill especially with coding yeah <laughs> like the other day it's like I started coding like I had to, like I was coding for something and I was like who haven't had to do this in a while like especially when you're consulting it kind of just depends on whatever project you're on like oh, what you're doing yeah. I was like oh coding I've forgotten this for a little bit and you go into it and you're like uh <laughs> but then like I don't know if you've ever found this but like the actual art of Googling the right thing yes. is such a niche skill it is. that is actually so important. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times I'll have an issue or something that I'm trying to solve, but I can't actually think of the words to describe yeah. it enough to put it into Google to find the solution I know exists out yeah. there. <laughs> That's like my biggest problem usually these days. I'm like, uh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> what's English? <laughs> and like when, when like seniors come and help you and stuff, they like search it and get it on the first go and you're like I would have had to done like like 10 or 20 searches to get that (laughs) or like wouldn't have even gotten it um but yeah like oh god praises of google could not I mean we could be here all day for talking about that but um so you've learned all these skills and stuff so what I mean did you just go spend a bit more time learning yourself what was next did you start job hunting how did that all go yeah so I had a couple of months in between. I kind of split my time. So I tried, you know, the normal stuff like doing your LinkedIn and resume and, that, and your portfolio and that kind of thing. And then also doing my own kind of personal projects. Um, and then also trying to learn like data structures and stuff, which was like a real struggle. <laughs> um, and yeah reaching out to a lot of people because like since um we don't have like the uni network then you know trying to figure out like what's what to look for in a job and what to do to like put yourself onto the market and that kind of thing um and then also we had in the boot camp we had a career advisor i think the title was um, and he kind of put us on to doing a lot of self-reflection. So, you know, thinking about like your strengths and your weaknesses and how you can improve yourself, your purpose and like your mission in life and all that kind of stuff, which I think the first time you think of it's pretty scary because I've never really thought of like my purpose or my mission before that. Um, But yeah, after doing that, you get a lot more like clarity so that when you are, you know, interviewing or just like talking to people, you kind of know who you are and what you stand for. So that was like, I think that was a really important part of the job hunt. Especially because, I mean, you've switched into this career and it's all this brand new stuff, like having that at least that little bit of like okay at least for the next year this is what I want to do and this is I think where I want to be I want to try this and it's so yeah. important like, especially when it's just everything is just so unknown yeah for sure I, I really don't know how I would deal with that level of uncertainty and I say I mean I like to think I'd be okay with it but at the same time it's just it's scary like I yeah. don't I mean fair play like I don't know how I would have dealt with it and it's great that there were advisors being like this is how you deal with it or if you go to sit down and think about this like, yeah. that's really nice to hear that that was 
a opportunity there. Yeah. I don't know if I would have like done it if they hadn't said it. So you've now come into the job hunt. So how did the whole Octopus Deploy come around? Was that just an internship? What, did you apply for other jobs? Or was it just the one job that went right? Because that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, I got the one job and I was like, oh dear God, is this what's happening? Okay, cool, I'm in tech now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to hear that. Oh, um, yeah, I was applying to a few places and had a few interviews and um, Octopus Deploy just... I think it was mentioned in a women who code meetup and I think it must have been Rachel because yeah. I don't <laughs> probably yeah um and so yeah she put the link in the chat and then I was like oh I'll just have a look and I can't remember if it was like a graduate position or if I just put in an expression of interest but yeah it was a really good experience the interview I think it was probably, yeah, it was, like, after I had practised, like, a few interviews before, so I think that kind of helped me. It just happened. No, it's, yeah, yeah. no, it's three months in and it's going really, really well from, from what I can hear anyway. Yeah, they kind of decided to, like, take me under their wing, so I'm like, thank you. <laughs> it's, like, the best feeling, isn't it? You're like, thank you for taking a leap of faith. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Like what kind of, I guess like what kind of work you do and what kind of data you work with? That's a very interesting question. I mean, the amount of times my own family is just like, what do you do with Kanja? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, please don't ask me these really hard questions, which really should be hard if I work this job. Um, no, as in um, an interesting way that we were trying to explain to our sales team um, exactly how data science, what data science is and isn't, mm. uh, was getting them to watch the movie Moneyball, which me and my dad watched over the weekend, which is why it's like really fresh in my head. Mm. But if you've ever seen Moneyball, it's basically no. how they use statistics and data science and numbers and data um, to help figure out how to optimize a baseball team with very little money in the league and how they ended up winning like 20 games in a row um, because they looked at the numbers and they're like, well, to win them a game, we need X number of things to go right. And for this to happen, we need these kind of players. And then they just basically went and hired those kind of players, which normal baseball leagues were just undervaluing because they looked weird or they threw a ball really weirdly or something like that, but they got the results and the data showed that they got the results. That's crazy. So it's like minimum, it's so cool. And it's like, it's essentially what data science is. And it's a really good way of helping people who are outside of the business or outside of the industry understand how it all works. Mm. (laughs) It's just a case, like it's a good movie to understand it. Um, So yeah, it's kind of that. It's basically figuring out things that no one can really see except the data showing it to you and leveraging those to make the best of it, oh. I think. That was a very inspirational wow, way to put it again. I'm like, oh, look at me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Inspiring young girls to get into data science. Oh my God, yes. More and more people need to be in data and tech in general, really. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that as like, I mean, there isn't really a job, I don't think, in this day and age that isn't tech which I think is super interesting yeah, because every job out there uses some kind of tech and therefore you are working with tech and that's that. That's so true. Hmm. Like I would say even in pharmacy, like, I mean, you use tech, right? Like you use, oh, I mean, from yeah. what I remember when I worked in a pharmacy, like you use the whole, like everything's done through processing through yeah. computers of like what, how much of everything is needed or how much of this 
prescription needs to go out where and all these kind of things yeah. and keeping track of everything that's tech there you go you work in tech yeah. <laughs> but anyway so oh my god i love this because it was just so different and i think it's really important like the fact that you highlighted um the like i mean you kind of realized having done the de- doing the degree not even having done the degree you're like something isn't adding up here like something doesn't fully make sense for me but let's keep going and see where it goes and that was so good because you mean like you kind of knew it wasn't it but then you kept yeah. going you're like right okay no i'm 100 sure i finished it but i'm 100 sure this is not it for me <laughs> it ain't it it ain't it <laughs> and i feel like the lockdown kind of helped in that sense of things as well then a little bit whereas like it gave you the time to kind of go explore other things i do feel like yeah, you would have sure. still been able to do the other things if lockdown wasn't a thing I don't think so, hey. I think it definitely helped. I'm just trying to find, yeah, I'm just trying to find some positives to yeah. this business. I was going to say, I don't think it made it, like, worth it. <laughs> just because I found, like, <laughs> some benefits, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it really is something that it sparked so many things because even Victoria who was on an episode previously um, she got into the world of AI during lockdown and it was basically she was at home and she just kind of like well I was kind of just reconfiguring my life and thinking about what I actually wanted to be doing and I think it just gave a lot of people that kind of like kickstart and I'm like I'm kind of glad it did that at least for some (laughs) if everything else went to (laughs) path at least this happened (laughs) I listened to that episode she sounds so cool her life was literally just a movie. Literally. I loved it. Every bit of it. I was like, oh my God, tell me more. I want to go back to your school where you went to school with all these famous yeah. people. Tell me more about this. <laughs> literally. But anyway, look, this was a great chat. I'm so thankful for you to come along and share your journey with us. Um, is there any final parting words you'd like to share with any budding pharmacists out there who might be thinking about switching over? Um, I reckon if you are thinking of doing something and there's nothing to lose then just go for it i reckon and i think honestly it applies for everything doesn't have to be yeah. if you're looking to move into tech it'll work that kind of advice just works anything. for absolutely yeah. everything and it's weird that like going into tech has changed my mindset on so many other things like that like having like doing that in tech but then being able to apply it everywhere else it's pretty it's been very cool Oh, well, look, Susan, I'm very excited to see where everything else goes for you and how Octopus is going to completely change things for you and where you go next after it. So I'm sure we'll catch up at some stage again and we'll come bring you back yeah, around we and be like, to. well, this is what's happening next. It's an updated yeah. episode. <laughs> and you as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like So thank you so much for coming along. We might leave yeah, it off no there. Worries. And we shall catch up soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me too. It was fun. So that was Susan Pan sharing her experience of pivoting into tech from a degree in pharmacy. Her clarity, even as early as during her degree, is inspiring, I think. And more of us should be asking ourselves those kind of questions of am I happy in the role I'm in or the position or the career as we go along? I've got a few episodes coming up in the next few weeks talking about different experiences of going through boot camps as a means of transitioning into tech. So hey, if this is a path you're currently tossing up or interested in hearing more about, make sure to join in over the next few episodes. As always, feedback is appreciated. And hey, if you know someone who's had a really interesting career into tech or even yourself are going through a cool move into towards technology, please reach out. I would love to have you on um, as a guest. And for now, we'll see you again in two weeks time.